I love bacon. It's hard to find somebody who doesn't love bacon. All bacon's good, right? Yeah, but some bacon is next level. And when I talk about next level, I'm talking about right brand bacon. We had so much up here that the guys on the show were fighting for it. Eddie posted a big case of it that he took home. Right brand is the number one thick cut, hand trimmed, real wood smoked bacon. You just have to try it to believe. So bacon lovers, do yourself a big favor. Go out and get yourself some right brand bacon today. It's time you experience bacon the right way. The single most unifying position held by Americans is appreciation for those who protect our freedom and our families. You can help honor fallen or disabled U.S. service members and first responders by donating to Folds of Honor. They award scholarships to make sure the educational dreams of their sons and daughters and spouses live on. They have a four at a four-star ranking on Charity Navigator, so you can give with confidence at foldsofhonor.org. This is the year to stop overpaying for your family plan. So choose a straight talk wireless family plan. Unlimited data, talk, and text on a reliable 5G network. And you can get a new line starting at $25 per line per month for four lines, plus taxes and fees and no contracts. That's good decision making. Available at Walmart and on straighttalk.com. Family plan discount with four lines, all on the silver unlimited plan. Not combinable with auto pay discount. In times of traffic, your data may be temporarily slower than other traffic. Video streams at up to 480p. Hey, what's up, everybody? Hope you're having a great weekend. It's the Sunday Sampler on the Sore Losers. Raymundo and Lunchbox recap their coaches' convention weekend in Nashville. Mike D talks about the movies he's looking forward to most in 2024. And on the Bobbycast this week, I sat down with Grammy-nominated songwriter and producer Jordan Schmidt. He talks about writing for and with Kane Brown. The artist that was supposed to cut God's country, and also why Jordan's not on social media. We got a lot coming up, a little sampler for you here, so let's go. First, here's a clip from this week's Bobbycast with Jordan Schmidt. Um, I was watching Rick Rubin talk about artists in general and when they create and how they base a lot of their worth on if it does well or if it doesn't. And I watched him for like four minutes talk about how he recommends that people create. When they create, it's a it's a journal entry for themselves. Mm-hmm. Because regardless of how good it does, it's still an accurate representation of what you are and what you did. Right. And some journal entries are just more interesting than others. Totally. Even in life. And and like especially today with with all the social media and TikTok driving the music business, it seems like like weird algorithms that we don't know. Or right. Right. And it's just kind of like I feel like the days of like oh that song's a hit. I know it. I know it. I think it was like maybe Old Town Road that kind of busted that door down where it's like, who would have thought that was a hit? I mean, one of the biggest songs of the decade, who would have thought that was it? Like, I don't think anybody would have called. I don't even think Lil Nas X would have called that, you know? And so I think now it's kind of opened this door to like, you know, there are obviously songs we know sound hitty, but... I find most of the time those are the ones that don't do anything. And then, you know, the the ones that, that to me didn't seem that hitty or, or seem weird or whatever, those ones become the ones. And, and so that happened to me with God's Country where I didn't think it was that hitty. I thought it was really cool. I was going to ask, is it because it felt, and I don't want to say different because it does feel different. The, it 
How would I just? Because the first time like, I heard it, it was too, like dark. I, I, it was like layer. It was like it was like layered in a way of um, wall of sound type stuff back in like like Wrecking Crew. Uh, but you had like howls and yeah, it felt like that in a way that right. no other song felt. Right. Where I also was like, wow, I wonder if this was Blake, if it would have even been given a shot because it was so different. I mean, it was supposed to be Hardy. I mean, when we left the room. And I sent him the the demo. Hardy was like, you know, I want to hold this. This is for me. You know, and I was like, great. You know, job well done. And again, it's not that I didn't like it. I just, I wouldn't have thought like, oh, that's a smash. You know, I would have been like, that's a really cool song. And there's like different You're right, categories. cool doesn't always no, equal commercially successful. For the most part, it never does. Right. So especially when we're trying to call it. So um, yeah, you know, there's just like, the the days of you know and also because there's so much external f- pressure as far as the social media and and kids driving numbers that make hits now it's kind of turned into this like you know the A&R job of like I'm going to pick the hit and like we're just going to have radio play it and they're you, know, gonna, you can force it you can you almost can force, force it. a hit you yeah. can almost force it right. and and you know obviously in the payola age way back when but that's kind of gone. And it's like, now it's literally just, you're going to throw a demo out on TikTok. And if you start building numbers, that that's a hit. And it doesn't matter what it sounds like. It That could be a hit. So um, I can't remember where I was going with all that. But. Well, the, the last thing about the Rick Rubin stuff is that that's exactly what he was saying was, you. it's so... It's more unpredictable now than ever before because everybody has a shot, but also nobody has a really good shot anymore, even if it's, it's great. Crazy. But some people that, that have bad stuff have a good shot. So it's so unpredictable that as long as you're doing what you're doing for you, yep, like that's it, and you just have to move to the next page if it doesn't work. Hundred percent. And, that, and that's yes, that's how I feel. That's exactly what Rick Rubin does. I feel like that's I. I totally. I can like. I get that. I'm I'm the same way. Like, let's just make what we think is great. The world will decide if it's great or not. And because and they decide nothing, it doesn't mean it's not. Hundred percent. Yeah. It's just it. It is what it is. And it, there are records I've done that you know nobody's ever heard of, and I'm like, that's one of my favorite records mm-hmm. I've ever done. You ever have to get into the the confidence of an artist and be like, hey, like you're you're actually good. I, like if they have what we're talking about, a little bit of imposter syndrome and it's now time for them to perform and they're maybe not getting to that level that you know they can get. Do you ever have to, to get them with some coach K type stuff? Some, yeah, I mean, you know, especially, uh, having friends that, that I've now seen that have started at the bottom and, and blown up. Um, you know, there have been those moments where it's like, we're almost like having an intervention, like, you okay, man? Like, you're doing it. You're okay. You know, and, and just keep doing what you've been doing. And, and, you know, it's so funny because you get there through all this confidence that you don't really realize is false confidence until you're there. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh God, I have no idea what I'm doing. To me, it's, oh my God, I've gotten to this place. Now I'm going to be really exposed because of where I am and how high, and I'm really not that good. Yeah. So it's different if I'm not good at a lower level. 
But now that I've somehow managed to get here Mm -hmm. and they find out how good I'm really not, it's going to be even worse because I'm about to be exposed. Going to get Kanye'd, man. Like that's what, that's what comes out of me when you say that. Cause that's what I feel like totally constantly. Yeah. And I don't know if I didn't feel like that, if I would have been as driven to be in the same exact spot. Yeah, I get that. And then there's, I think when I had my first number one, I kind of like, I was like, Oh my God, this is it. This is what we're, we're here doing this for. What was the first one for you? Uh, lights come on by Jason Aldean. And, um, and after that, I kind of went through this depression of like, what now? Now it's off the charts. Now I've got nothing. There's, you know, now I just have to work that hard again to get another song here. And like realizing how much had to come, how the stars had to align for this song to, to make it to the top of the charts. And um, it just kind of... I don't know. It made me kind of go inward a little bit and not, um, not as confident, I guess, as some people. Which when is like, weird because people would think it'd be the opposite. Right. Like and so you, I've seen some people do it where they get one and they're like, I'm the man. And that's so weird to me because I wish I had that. Oh, I do too. It would have been like, I'm jealous of that more than I'm a hater of that. I used to be yeah. a hater of that. Yep. Me too. And be like, oh, now I wish I had just a little tinge of blind confidence. Yep. But now I think it's been long enough and, consistent enough for me to go, okay, well, I do know what I'm talking about, but also I know that I don't know what I'm talking about. And so I'm not going to sit there and be the the boss or the bully in the room, but I'm also not, you know, going to sit there and take it from somebody who thinks, yeah. you know what I mean? Especially it, with, with your body of success. Even if every time that happens, you're like, oh, I can't believe that happened. But if it happens nine time, times, eventually the logical part of you has got to be like, even if it's weird to me, there's been a lot of success here. So obviously some part of me, some innate part of me is on right. in some way. Right. So I, I do understand how you could be both at the same time, but I think it would be difficult for someone to understand, wait, you just got a number one and now you're doubting yourself. Yeah. That's no, it's really funny because like I'll, I'll write with, you know, uh, Josh Osborne or, or Ashley Gorley, you know, these, these guys have, countless number ones and they get in a room and they're not like, well, this is what it is. This is what we're doing here. You know, it's like, what kind of ideas we got? Like, Oh, that's cool. Which is why they're so good. Honestly, right. The exact opposite. And they're just, they're pulling from everybody and and they're co-writing and you know, I I respect that. And that's where I hope to, I, I hope people would say that about me that I'm that way. Hey, it's Amy Brown from Four Things with Amy Brown. And here's what we talked about this week on my podcast. In some sense, with a vision for something way down the road, do you ever feel like that sometimes you miss the day-to-day? Well, you know how much I say I'm being present. <laughs> I have to <laughs> practice being present. And that is something that I think you have to be aware of 
for yeah. sure, to be in the present. I guess that's the second question. And it might be interesting to hear you speak on this. What do you feel like was more valuable? Let's just take, let's pretend. I don't know if you even did. It sounds like you did, but vision board 2022 into 2023 or however you'd say it. Yes, I Start have of, it. It's, yeah, okay. it's in my closet, half of it, because my dog ate some of it. <laughs> and that to me was a clear sign that like what the, dog, what the, the dog ate and removed. I was like, well... I guess God's just telling me, let it go. What do you remember most about that vision board, that board and things you cut out Mm -hmm. or the time that you spent with the actual people that were there while you were making it? You know, the two years before my vision board had a cat on it. (laughs) That's before I had a cat. Why'd you make that turn? Because I know how much you love Maggie. Maggie loves me. I manifested her. (laughs) (laughs) So, I mean, Uh, say what you want. I plead the fifth. Yeah. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. You meant it. What, what color was Maggie on your vision board? I don't remember. It's just cats. Put, I played a cat. Oh, my Stashira made one and she put a cat and then we got our cat. Okay. You know, but I think that it was like, okay, that's one of my goals for this year. I got to get the cat. Okay, it we're took now, work we're, we're and I had to, to work part two. We're going to have to have a part two. <laughs> Why? Well, because now there's a question of how much of that was you it and how much me. of me. Listen, I don't think that just because you wake up every day and you look at a board that it's magically going to happen. That. I'm not saying okay, that. Okay, okay, okay. No, I mean, I think that there are things that are good to have, even in our subconscious. I think yes. it's good to look at something Again, and have it there. and working in that direction. Again, sure. Yeah. And we also have to do things. I think that things that I do to be in the present are my prayer and meditation. And through prayer and meditation, I feel more in the flow of my day and what is happening. And I'm open to witnessing more not sure if you're going to love or hate this word, synchronicities that happen. I'm all right with alignment. Thank you. It just <laughs> like depends what you're aligned like, with. Is that whatever. <laughs> uh, so when I'm doing prayer and meditation and I'm more in the flow of my day, mm-hmm. which meditation and prayer keep you very present. Mm-hmm. I think sometimes you can be thinking of things ahead, but when you're having a prayer time or a meditation time, you're constantly having to bring your, bring your brain back into the moment. And, that's what was so frustrating to me growing up about prayer time. And I never really had a meditation practice until last year, but I joined the two. I feel like it made my prayer time. I kind of use it as both, but a frustration I had as a child praying is my ADHD brain. I felt as though I am not a good prayer. I can't mm. pray. My Prayer's brain mostly goes, listening. Yeah, it's hard. Right. And being still and my brain was constantly go, go, go. So being still was not happening inside my head. And I think that the meditation has helped train my brain or at least show me or hearing people speak about it in a way now, are they coming from a prayer space or a Christian space? No, but the people that I've heard talk about it, I have been able to translate it for myself, how it will work best for me. And when I heard them say, they meditate for an hour a day and they have to tell their brain to come back to the present multiple times. I kept thinking, well, I can't do it right until I can do it perfect. Hmm. And I learned that like, oh. You thought there was like a strategy that you had to, just, you had to jump through the hoops. Yeah, I just thought other people are better or... at this than me and this is like not my thing. So I'm not gonna really Do you know where that came it. from? Well, I mean, yeah, we could go through a whole thing of my childhood it's and not comparison. believing in myself hmm. really and mm. from teachers. And I think some of that was because of my performance in school because of my ADHD. Mm. I wasn't diagnosed. I was at the time, I wasn't, nothing was being done holistically or 
Um, Did you ever feel any with like medication? Okay. Did you ever feel any like mountaintop moments where you're like, I'm awesome? Even if it was just for four or five minutes in a day when you're in middle school or something. This is something I've worked through in therapy as an adult in the last few years. Hmm. Huge mountaintop moment where I was so proud of myself and literally 10 minutes after was knocked back down by a teacher who was actually trying to give me a compliment hmm. about my mountain moment, but she shared it with such disbelief and awe, like she couldn't believe that I just did what I did, that it did the opposite inside of me where I was like, oh my gosh, she Your believed that little it, yeah. in me. She didn't even think I could do that. She should not be this surprised, yet I have performed in such a way where now she is so surprised by me actually doing something good yeah, that yeah. it ruined the I think there's a moment. perfect point to speak about Madonna and then maybe can come back and speak more even on that. But Madonna in this book, The Freedom of Self-Forgetfulness, Tim Keller makes it clear that she's not alone. And in some sense, she's a beautiful example because she's very self-aware. But in an open interview, in a public interview that was published, she spoke about how in her mountaintop moments, just to put it simple, in some of the moments where she's had awards, she was considered one of the greatest. She was on top of the world and the music industry, et cetera. And even beyond that, that she said it wasn't, I don't know what the exact time, but basically it wasn't five seconds before she felt like I've got to do it again. I've got to do it again. I've got to prove myself again. I've got to prove myself again. There was never enough. Yeah, I've never, I've never arrived. And again, that's because her ego, just to use the word again, Mm -hmm. her ego is basically saying, you have to prove yourself. Your identity is here. And if you are not on the mountaintop, then you are nobody. And I think a lot of people live like that. I think that's why even in, I mean, that's another branch, but with the uptick in device use applications, social medias, et cetera, there is a sort of constant narrative that you're the main character in this grand movie. And it does revolve around you. The world revolves around you or depends on you. And that can be, again... This is the year to stop overpaying for your family plan. So choose a straight talk wireless family plan. Unlimited data, talk, and text on a reliable 5G network. And you can get a new line starting at $25 per line per month for four lines, plus taxes and fees and no contracts. That's good decision making. Available at Walmart and on straighttalk.com. Family plan discount with four lines, all on the silver unlimited plan. Not combinable with auto pay discount. In times of traffic, your data may be temporarily slower than other traffic. Video streams at up to 480p. Hey, it's Bobby Bones. I want to say thanks for everybody who has helped with St. Jude. I mean, you guys are changing lives. You guys are saving lives. St. Jude has been leading the way to the world's best survival rates for some of the most aggressive forms of cancer. And I'm talking about childhood cancer. Your support actually means that families never receive a bill from St. Jude for treatment or travel or housing or food. So the parents can focus on being a parent and helping their kid live. You know, I never had cancer. But I was in the hospital as a kid for a long time. And I just remember how difficult it was, how scary it was. And then I remember getting out and having to figure out how to pay the bill. I didn't have to pay it. You know, somebody did. But St. Jude eliminates a lot of that. You can help St. Jude stop childhood cancer by becoming a partner in hope. You'll get an awesome new This Shirt Saves Lives shirt. Join the doctors, the researchers. Join me in this fight and visit musicgives.org. That's musicgives.org. When it comes to making cool graphics, 
I'm not very good at it. But every once in a while, if you see me do something, and I'm like, I made this. And you're like, I bet he hired someone. Nope. The truth is, I, I use Canva. Because you can take a dumb dumb like me that doesn't know a lot about graphic design. And because of the templates already built in, you can do things that look super cool. You can do like Mike D, who does know a bit about it. And it looks even cooler. Like, what do you use yours for? You can do it to make a pitch deck. And it looks like it took like a million hours to make in like five minutes. And that's because a lot of the templates are already there. You can just build into it. Yeah, so quick. So supercharge your work docs with MagicWrite, which is Canva's AI text generator as well. Just start with a prompt. Describe what you want to say in a few words. MagicWrite will generate a draft in seconds. Tweak your draft. And then you're done. And tweaking it means just go ahead and read it make sure it's like in your words. Or in my case, make sure you misspell something, right? Yeah. So tweak it. It's a serious time saver. It's a perfect way to beat the blank page. Magic Ride is powered by OpenAI. It's built into the Canva doc, so you get AI text generation right where you need it, where you write. No more copying and pasting from other programs. And again, it doesn't matter what you're doing. Canva will make you look like the smartest, greatest graphic designer of all time. So it's a perfect time saver. It's perfect if you're doing a presentation. Canva presentations might be the most visually impressive presentations you'll ever use. Start with using a stunning template. Use it as a springboard for your design. Start designing today at canva.com. Designed for work. Let's do it live. We are the one, two, three, sore losers. What up, everybody? I am Lunchbox. I know the most about sports. So I'll give you the sports facts, my sports opinions, because I'm pretty much a sports genius. What up, y'all? It is Sizen. I'm from the north. I'm an alpha male. I live on the west side of Nashville with Baser, my wife. We do have a white picket fence at the apartment complex. Soon I'm going to have 2.5 kids. And yes, sadly, I will die of a heart attack when I'm 72 years old. Here's a clip from the last podcast. Okay, oh, man. lunch drug us in here to do a potty. Dude, listen. We can't just not do a pod. I know you we sound like I do sound, sound like crap. I have to sound bad. Dude, I sound bad, I think. I don't I don't feel 100%, but listen. Put this in the law, right? Right, put this in the in the archive for probably not going to be our best pod ever. But we owe it to the people. We owe it. Like listen, we still <laughs> sorry there has been no live pod put up from the convention, but I'm just going to say we may have lost the audio. The tapes may be lost. We are trying to recover the audio. And so that one may never see the light of day, but we are trying our best. So um, we apologize. We said it'd be out yesterday. Lost tapes. And, and this is just a me. This just makes me feel good. So you see sportscasters. You see Adam Schefter. You see uh, Dak Prescott. Celebrities, people on TV. Why, why do you think they can't have a three-day bender with their fans? Because they would sound like this and be sick for a week. Yeah, I went from... Being hungover to not having a great voice to I think I'm sick now. Yeah, I'm gonna go with I was uh, feeling like oh my god I haven't partied like that in a while, like losing my voice and now I just have congestion. I have a cough that deep in my chest and it brings up a lot of mucus. And so yeah, I mean that's what happens when you get a bunch of degenerates around each other and you start swapping germs, you start swapping spit. And, you know, because some people are close talkers. Some people spit when they talk. My three-year-old spits when he talks. So a lot of his germs come into my mouth. And, you know, some of these sore losers, you know, the coaches at the convention, they were close talkers. Some were huggers. Some were grabbers. I mean, it was great. Yeah, you want to know the body count? So Baser had 100-degree temperature. She's very well. That's not good. 
Uh, Ashley Ruiz not feeling great. Oh no, Maria Muffy, yeah, sick. Well, yeah, you guys were all in the same room, same bed. Cappy, he's sick. Sick. Oh no. So I saw Woody was sick too. You know, you know, I didn't get to talk to you much this year. I wanted it to be four no with days. the weed farmers, man. Like they were back, and I I talked to them a little bit, but I didn't talk to them as much as I wanted to. I wanted to see how their year was doing and see what was going on. Like they stayed at the the Wyndham because that was their parents had a timeshare. So they were able to stay at the Wyndham, but I, I don't know. That's a good Wyndham there. Yeah, I didn't get to talk to him as much as I wanted to, but yeah, they Margaritaville, were there. Margaritaville, right? Um, but coach, I don't even want to do the intro because I do, I can't fake that energy. Oh, I dude, told you, oh, I, told I brought you, some for you. I told you I would do a damn podcast with yeah. you, but it's not going to be the same energy, and it has to be raw and exactly how we sound. Yeah, I know, I know. Uh, well, Ray, right now I'm off mic, so I'm going to need you to filibuster. I got some for you, brother. Oh, here you go. I got it. Arnold. Yeah, I brought it back. Okay. All right. Um, Somebody yeah. eventually will come in here and just throw it away. I think a kid was playing around. Uh, but he's here with us. All right. Let's uh, let's, <laughs> let's start it, man. We sound great. We sound Dude, great. Dude, you're the guy at the lumber mill that won't take a day off. I told you, hey, man, I de- definitely don't think I can do it. I don't sound great. And right. you said... I really think we need to do one. I know, because you said, then you followed that up by, hey, in a week and a half, I can't do a pod for the whole week because I'm moving. So, I I mean, I can't, we can't take off four of the next six pods. I mean, I just can't do that. I can't do that to our listeners. We took enough time off Christmas. I'm about to figure something out that week that you can't do it because you're moving. Do you want to know what to figure it out is? We do a, a pod on next Tuesday or something. There's day and you just put it for the next week okay we can do that but that's why i told you ahead of time because i don't get ahead of times in my life i think i got the schedule for the convention the day before that's my fault man okay but i just gave you something a week and a half ahead of time no i know i know i know i'm not trying i'm not mad i'm not mad listen dude i'm not mad Who's you're the light with two no voices yeah, you're, you're you're upset about doing a pod today because you don't feel great I'm just saying we got it we got to power through it you know what i mean michael jordan if he didn't go out there and play the flu game like, we would never have that in our archives. So people are going to look at this pod and be like, dang, they drugged themselves up off the mat and they crushed it. I don't know if we're going to crush it, dude. And, and I also, got- there's people in the hallway making witty comments at me and saying crap. And what I realize is when your voice sucks and you don't feel great, yeah. firing back and being snarky is out the window. So you just got to tell the person, I don't feel good. Yeah. And he was like, all right, cool, whatever, dude. So I lost battles in the hallway all day today. Yeah. All right, let's do it live. Hey, it's Mike D, and this week on Movie Mike's Movie Podcast, I shared with you my top 10 most anticipated movies of the year. I want to share with you number two, which is Deadpool 3. It's a superhero movie, and superhero movies have been my favorite genre for a very long time now. They are under fire, and I set out to defend them. So here you go. Here's a segment from Movie Mike's Movie Podcast, but be sure to check out the entire episode to hear my entire top 10 list. At number two is another comic book movie. And it is the only Marvel movie coming out this year. It is Deadpool 3, which is coming out on July 26th from director Sean Levy, who has also done all the other Deadpool movies. You have Ryan Reynolds and Hugh Jackman returning as Wolverine. And what this movie is about, you have Deadpool who crosses paths with Wolverine, who is recovering from his injuries, and they team up to defeat a villain. And you just think about those two actors getting to play two of the best superheroes in the last 10 years. 
and just their chemistry together as friends, which they are friends in real life. I think that is what's going to translate so well into this movie. And the Deadpool movies have been really solid so far. I love the first one and love that it was kind of an unexpected hit, which that one was a disruptor of the superhero genre. It was really a movie made poking fun at all the tropes that superhero movies were becoming known for. And it was a bright spot because it was something different. It was R-rated. It was more violent. And I think also the fact that it was made for a relatively low budget is what attracted me to that movie. I don't even think those movies are as funny as everybody else finds them. That is not the most appealing thing to me when it comes to Deadpool, even though it is a reflection of the character from the comic books. I guess maybe I just get a little bit tired of Ryan Reynolds' quirkiness and he kind of has the same overall essence in all of his roles. I just love the gritty R-rated nature of those movies and that's what makes them so different to me. And Deadpool 2 was a little bit more forgettable and since the first one was a hit, they had some more money to play around with. So I feel like some of the visual aspects did get better in that movie, but I don't think the story was as solid as the first one. But in this one, now you have the budget there, but you also have Wolverine returning, who is one of the most beloved characters in all of Marvel, dating back to the early 2000s of the X-Men movies. So I think that is a really important thing. And you think about how Logan ended. So you wonder how those movies are going to be addressed and also how this is going to fit into the MCU, which Deadpool 1 and 2 were not in the MCU. And with it now crossing over and Disney having the rights to it, you wonder how much it's still going to poke fun at all of the MCU movies. And this is the only MCU film coming out in 2024 and I think that is a really important thing, which my criticism last year was only that Marvel should probably take a break just to get their quality better. And everybody right now is saying that the superhero genre is dying and we're tired of them. Even actors are tired of them, hating that they have to compete with all of these superhero movies to be relevant anymore. I even saw Tom Hanks mad about it. And if Tom Hanks gets mad about it, then you know other actors are just over it if they are not involved in these movies. Now, what I think about this is I don't think the superhero genre is dead. And I think it's weird for people to say that they need to go away and we're over them because the criticism is that there are too many superhero movies, but you do not say that about any other genre. You don't see a trailer for a new drama and say, man, there are too many drama movies. There are too many action movies. It is just a genre now that exists, that is always going to exist, that it really wasn't until 2008 and that entire decade plus run of Marvel that they became a dominant force in Hollywood. I don't think the genre is dead. The genre is here to stay. I think what is dead and what people have fatigue of is the formula. And the reason I think that is because MCU just had that formula for basically every single movie. It worked from 2008 up to 2019 with Endgame. And they just kind of kept using that formula thinking we wouldn't get tired of it. And I think that has contributed to us not being as invested in these new characters. 
it is just the same formula. We need to have directors who have a vision and don't just want to make a superhero movie because they think if they can nail it and have success at the box office, they can go on to have a career, make any other movie they want. I need somebody who is passionate about superhero movies, making superhero movies. Look at James Gunn and what he did with Guardians of the Galaxy and then also went on to do the Suicide Squad and Peacemaker. He has a passion for superhero movies and those projects are amazing. Matt Reeves is the Batman is a great movie and there's nobody denying how good those movies can be when they step out of that formula. The darker superhero movies are where I live. So I think the formula needs to be revisited and it needs to feel less corporate. So I'm hoping that is what Deadpool 3 does because initially it was the disruptor. It was the one making fun of all these tropes that we came to love in superhero movies, but got a little bit tired of. So I'm glad the MCU is only putting out one movie this year. In order for them to succeed, they just need to change the formula up a bit. Give us something to root for. Put real action back into the MCU. I was just re-watching Civil War, which has some of the best action. And it reminded me of how good fight scenes used to be and how memorable they used to be. You don't have that anymore. Get rid of all the comedy and get back to the action in the MCU. So that is what I think needs to happen in the genre. I think it's here to stay. If they don't make some changes to the formula, it could go the way of the Western. This is the year to stop overpaying for your family plan. So choose a straight talk wireless family plan. Unlimited data, talk, and text on a reliable 5G network. And you can get a new line starting at $25 per line per month for four lines, plus taxes and fees and no contracts. That's good decision making. Available at Walmart and on straighttalk.com. Family plan discount with four lines, all on the silver unlimited plan. Not combinable with auto pay discount. In times of traffic, your data may be temporarily slower than other traffic. Video streams at up to 480p. Hey, it's Bobby Bones. I want to say thanks for everybody who has helped with St. Jude. I mean, you guys are changing lives. You guys are saving lives. St. Jude has been leading the way to the world's best survival rates for some of the most aggressive forms of cancer. And I'm talking about childhood cancer. Your support actually means that families never receive a bill from St. Jude for treatment or travel or housing or food. So the parents can focus on oh, being a parent and helping their kid live. You know, I never had cancer. But I was in the hospital as a kid for a long time. And I just remember how difficult it was, how scary it was. And then I remember getting out and having to figure out how to pay the bill. I didn't have to pay it, but you know, somebody did. But St. Jude eliminates a lot of that. You can help St. Jude stop childhood cancer by becoming a partner in hope. You'll get an awesome new This Shirt Saves Lives shirt. Join the doctors, the researchers. Hey, join me in this fight and visit musicgives.org. That's musicgives.org. When it comes to making cool graphics, I'm not very good at it. But every once in a while, if you see me do something, and I'm like, I made this. And you're like, I bet he hired someone. Nope. The truth is, I, I use Canva. Because you can take a dumb dumb like me that doesn't know a lot about graphic design. And because of the templates already built in, you can do things that look super cool. You can do like Mike D, who does know a bit about it. And it looks even cooler. Like, what do you use yours for? You can do it to make a pitch deck, and it looks like it took like a million hours to make, then like five minutes. And that's because a lot of the templates are already there. You can just build into it. Yeah, it's so quick. So supercharge your work docs with MagicWrite, which is Canva's AI text generator as well. Just start with a prompt. Describe what you want to say in a few words. MagicWrite will generate a draft in seconds. Tweak your draft 
and then you're done. And tweaking it means just go ahead and read it, make sure it's like in your words. Or in my case, make sure you misspell something, right? Yeah. So tweak it. It's a serious time saver. It's a perfect way to beat the blank page. Magic Ride is powered by OpenAI. It's built into the Canva doc, so you get AI text generation right where you need it, where you write. No more copying and pasting from other programs. And again, it doesn't matter what you're doing. Canva will make you look like the smartest, greatest graphic designer of all time. So it's a perfect time saver. It's perfect if you're doing a presentation. Canva presentations might be the most visually impressive presentations you'll ever use. Start with using a stunning template. Use it as a springboard for your design. Start designing today at canva.com. Designed for work. So excited to be circling back to one of my most favorite interviews of 2023. I had Hannah Ellis on and she just put out her debut album called That Girl. This girl, Hannah, is such an amazing human. She's such an incredible writer. She's so good at sharing her feelings and her stories through her songs. And when we did our interview, her album had not come out yet. And now it is out. So I am so excited to revisit this interview with you guys. Please, please, please get excited for Hannah Ellis. When did you get your first big break? You know, I think it would probably be, I mean, I would consider getting my published deal, publishing deal the first break because those things are hard. Hard to get. You know, and I got that. Like I said, I got offered it in 2014 and then I signed my deal in 2015 and then from there I got some cuts with Russell Dickerson. Um, I, I wrote a song for him called Would You Love Me? And then uh, Daniel Bradbury I wrote Messy for Carly Pierce. I wrote Lightning in a Bottle. So like I started kind of like <clears throat> getting some... That's great. Yeah, some album cuts and that was when I felt comfortable enough to go, okay, but really I'm an artist just to, uh-huh. that's like really what I want to do. But once I got my publishing deal, I wanted to show them like, I can write songs. I can like, I can like get cuts. And that was great to show like, I'm actually a real songwriter. That's right. I'm a real artist. Yeah. And so I think it really, and, and through that whole season, I feel like I really found my voice and, and by voice, I mean like the way I say things, how I talk about things, what, what, what I talk what about. What is your voice? What would you say? Hmm. I would say that it's it's really just being relatable and talking like singing how I talk like the way that I want to relate to people. I have a song that'll come out on my record called Still and it's it's um it's about I wrote it for one of my friends when she was like try, kept trying to go back to this guy and I was like yeah he's just still the same guy. Like he hasn't like he's changed but like not really like and and I think that's my voice. My voice is like speaking, not for other people, but like when people hear my music, I want them to be like, yeah, same. Mm-hmm. Because that's how music got to me is by making me feel seen and heard. And I think my voice is one that I never want to get so above or so like in the weeds that people kind of are like, eh, I don't really relate to that. Uh huh. You know? Yeah. But I've learned that like the more real you make it, the more relatable it is. Totally. Which feels counterintuitive because you're like, no, that's really only my specific story. But like, 
we're all going through the same stuff. That's right. It yeah. just, it might have like, there might be different names in the book, but like, that's yeah. kind of it. And people want to know that they're not alone going through a feeling. Oh, exactly. It's the same situation, but the same feeling. And everybody, what happens when you are really like, you put a lot of um, detail into it is, is people insert their own details. They're listening and they're hearing, you know, my hometown with a parade full of tractors. And they're like, oh my gosh, in my hometown... It's a four wheeler parade Mm -hmm. like like but they're inserting their own vision into that moment, you know? Yeah, I love it. Okay, so let's wrap up with wine country. Okay, I love love the song. Why is it going over so well? It's like it's people are loving it. You're loving it. Tell me about it. What does it mean to you? It's a perfect segue from what I was just saying, which is it's very selfishly my life. It's who I am. I I feel like the song is something that really um, points to the fact that you don't have to be this or that because I am a girl from a small town in Kentucky. I am going fishing when I go home to see my dad for father's day, but I'm going to put a full face of makeup on and I'm probably going to take wine on the boat. Like that's, you know, I've traveled the world and I've definitely like found the things that excite me. And there's definitely bougie aspects to who I am, but you can be both. You don't have to give up your hometown to follow your dreams. You don't have to stop being who you were to be who you are. I think that, you you can live in both lanes and that's what i love about the song is it's fun it's fun to drink to it's fun to dance to but like if you really want to find some meat there is some there mm. you know mm-hmm. i love that yeah. hannah and just wine obviously and just <laughs> wine. an excuse to play vineyards as part of radio tour oh my god that's check that brilliant. box check that box and she's brilliant okay <laughs> That's this week's Sunday Sampler. New episodes out weekly. We've got the Bobbycast, Four Things with Amy Brown, Sore Losers have three episodes a week, Movie Mike's Movie Podcast, Get Real with Caroline Hobby. If you hear anything that you like, go subscribe. Please, thank you. Rate, review them too. It helps us out a lot. Hope you guys have a great weekend. See you next time. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. Canva is awesome for so many reasons, for your social media, but for work. If you're looking for ways to impact at work, Canva can help your points get across. All right, Mike, do you, what do we use it for? Like one sheets, if we're doing like a presentation, graphics. Oh, it's awesome for graphics. Super easy to use. And that's the thing too, especially with some of these apps, you think, well, there's no way I'll be able to use it. Well, me, because I'm a dummy. But even I can use Canva to make things look cool, right? Yeah. Well, you don't have to insult me and say yeah so quickly. Yeah, you can do it. Yes. It's awesome. So it's easy to design, impactful Canva presentations, docs, whiteboards, videos. Start with a designer-made template, which makes it so easy, especially for me. Customize with your content. You can add images and graphics and charts. Start designing today at Canva.com. Design for work. The show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth. No matter who you are, 
mental health challenges can affect you and how you manage them every day can make all the difference in the world. That's why everybody should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through. BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, simple to use, more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. Learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's BetterHelp.com. 